are now listening to the Knee Deep Podcast presented by Dark Horse Tackle. Jason, how are you? My guy. How you doing, buddy? Happy I'm Friday. Doing, I'm doing good. Happy Friday. Um, Happy Friday to all of our uh, fellow listeners. For we those of you guys, you. you probably stumbled, fumbled, tripped over yourself a few times this week, but you made it to Friday. Yeah. And good things are ahead of us. Josh, yeah. we got the pre-spawn coming up. and uh, Well, actually, we're in the middle of it. Well, eh, kind of. It's been screwy around here, but uh, I feel like at any day now, one of us is going to catch a giant. It I could be our listeners. That way, um, I definitely know, I think tomorrow's our best day. Um, I definitely know Saturday and Sunday, I'm not going fishing at all. Um, it has been nothing but like 40 degree weather. And today it was 60, tomorrow it's going to be 60, and then Saturday and Sunday it's going to be like 85. So I have zero interest in sweating my sack off and not catching anything but dinks. Well, that bluebird sky with 80-degree weather is going to probably force a few of these females to start popping eggs. And then it's going to get boring for a while. Um, And then, you know, they'll go out deep. And Anyways, this is not a fishing Anyways, we got a guest. We got a We do have a guest. We have a great guest. We've got Steve from Above the Water, one of my favorite clothing companies in this weird industry of fishing. Steve, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you guys doing? Doing great. We're great, Steve. Josh has been a really long-time customer of yours. Long-time listener, full-time or first-time caller. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I mean, giant customer. Almost, I think... First or second drop we ever did. I think you were ordering stuff. I think it was 20. I want to say, dude, I want to say 2019, but I also want to say 2020. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was. I think we started right before like all the pandemic stuff hit, like 2020. Okay. So it was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I remember putting stuff out and going, oh, cool. I decided to start a business right before a global pandemic, you know? I'm like, no, that works. But it, everything panned out, you know. Oh, for Guys sure. kept fishing and kept buying shirts, so here we Steve, are. Steve, <laughs> what is Above the Water? For those who don't know, how can you explain what Above the Water is? Um, I mean, I would say as far as, like, clothing companies go, we definitely stand alone. I mean, there are other companies that are, that are putting out really cool stuff. Like, I like Lateral Vision stuff a lot. Um, there's Pond Hop Boys, but I would say... Above the water oh, kind of focuses on um, like tattoo, hardcore, punk rock, and then also like just trying to stand outside of the typical fishing clothing. You know, like we were talking about earlier, like the skirt chaser shirts or like the um, all I do is jerk it shirts with like a <laughs> jerk bait on it. You know, like <laughs> I got into fishing and I'm like, you know, I like listening to hardcore, grew up listening to hardcore. And like, man, all of these shirts just look like, like the dude that I went to high school with that I couldn't stand. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so cringy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to start making my own stuff. Even if I'm the only one wearing it, you know, do you design right. all your own t-shirts? I have a guy, um, that now I was in a band for a long time. Um, and I did all the merch through that. So I know a lot of people like tattoo artists and stuff like that. Most of the stuff that I have drawn is from a guy in Finland, I think. Okay. And I found him on a hashtag. Like 
I wanted someone that was super professional that I didn't have to like go back and forth with. Cause sometimes tattoo artists, they're so busy that you'll ask them to draw something and you won't get it for like six yeah. months. And it's like, I need like a certain deadline and I need to hit those deadlines. So like finding somebody that had to pay a little bit more, that's not a friend was kind of worth it for me. So I've been using this guy since like 2020. Nice. That is kind of like the, that is like the tattoo industry. Like everybody's trying to make a name for themselves. So they're kind of like forced to be yes men. Like, you know, they're all like, I've never met a tattoo artist that I didn't like, Mm -hmm. um, except for, you know, the few that you see circling around Instagram when people are like, do not make contact with this person (laughs) and put them in jail. Um, (laughs) But most times when I'm like at a bar or something, I meet a guy who's a tattoo artist, you know, it's like, it's like they want to be like, hey, let me do tattoos for you in three years. Oh, for sure. You know, it's, it's always one of those things where like they seem super open to do it, but then all of a sudden they're like, ah, I just remembered I am so busy until 2026. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll hit him up and be like, hey, can you do a design for me? Like this dude, Dusty Neal, that um, lives in Fort Wayne, he's a huge tattoo artist. I've been friends with him since I was like maybe 18. And every time I hit him up, dude, I'd love to. And then I'm like, I don't think I'm getting that design. <laughs> it's like, it's been six years. I was I telling Jason yeah. about that today. I, I met a guy a couple months ago and uh, I was showing him the artwork for our podcast. And he's like, oh, dude, that's so sweet. And he's like, that's awesome. He's like, I, I would love to like do a t-shirt for you guys, do any kind of commission design, you know, like his, his commission rates were super fair, you know, very mm-hmm. comparable to what we had been paying through, you know, paying our people. And, uh, you know, like I got his number and I texted him like, you know, a week after that or like, like a couple days after, and then like a week after, and then like a month after. And I'm like, I think, <laughs> I, I think I get it. I think this guy's just actually too damn busy to even. <laughs> yeah. It, so Steve, weird. how does that design process work for you? Like you come up with an idea and then you like, do you like sketch it down and then you get a hold of your tattoo artist and have him draw it? So I'll, work? the guy that does most of the above the water stuff, uh, they don't even have bass in his country. So like, it was kind of frustrating at first because I'm like having to send him like Google images of bass and they come out. And even if you look at some of the, like some of the designs, they're like, you'll see certain things that aren't really on a bass, but I end up liking the design. I'm like, ah, that's cool. It's fine. It works. But Um, So I hit him up with an idea like the May drop um, that I'm doing is Western themed. And it says it's like a bass riding a or a cowboy riding a bass. I guess not a bass riding a cowboy, but it says like rod slinging, tackle toting, son of a gun. (laughs) And this whole May drop is Western themed. So like I have been listening to a lot of like, folk music just weird like old country music you're on that charlie crockett grind aren't you yeah dude and it's like i don't know it's weird you grow up and your music chate like taste change you know it all resonates differently so it's inspired by like the clothing and the country music so i hit him up i'm like i want a cowboy riding a bass and so i'll look through like tattoo flash like stuff that i like and I'll be like, hey, dude, can you do something similar to this? Or can you do something like this? Because if I don't, like, tell him exactly, he'll have, like, some crazy looking thing. Like, I had him do a musky design once. 
And I was like, I didn't even use it because the muskie, I didn't even know what kind of fish that was. I think he made it up. <laughs> I think he's like, yeah, I'm going to just draw this thing. And I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work. Put a pectoral fin here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you explain. I mean, that had to be easy because, like, it couldn't have been that difficult because you could have been like, it's it's like a pike. Yeah, and he he doesn't fish at all, so it's like oh, okay. If if I say anything, it's I have to be very specific. But he uh, so I send him the idea, then when he sends me the finished product, which maybe takes, I would say at least three weeks because he's super busy. Then I send it to the screen printing guy, and he prints it, then ships it to me, and then I kind of sit on it until I have like photos, video, like all that stuff. And then I'll try and drop it. So yeah. uh, when you're working on drops, how are you like, how, how can, how do you decide how many different logos and different styles that you want to go with for that drop? How does it that just come? depends. Honestly, the last drop is, was my most successful drop I've done since I started. And I had like a variety of stuff. I think I maybe had five things, but the worst one, the worst drop that I had was the uh, against all opposition long sleeve. Really? That one so yeah, it was wild. I'm like, I'm gonna put out a swim bait style shirt, and I figured it would sell, you know. But uh, that one ended up not doing too well. So it just, I think, the more variety of stuff that I have on a drop the better. And then I noticed too, when I drop stuff, stuff that's been sitting on the website for a long time, people will throw in their cart when they go to pick up something new. And so right. that, that really helps a lot. This yeah. year I'm doing a drop every single month. Really? I'm, yeah. I'm putting everything I can into it this year. That's good. That's good. I mean, that just means that, you know, the past two years have somewhat came into fruition for you to be able to do this once a, once a month. Yeah, well, you know, I would say above the water for tax reasons is not profiting. Yeah. But the first two, the first year I did really good. And I don't know, Instagram has messed up a lot of things for, for above the water right now. So I've been kind of like reevaluating how I'm going to start promoting. And this year, once it starts getting nicer, I really want to start focusing more locally and guys in the area because it's like instagram i mean you can have i see guys with like sixty thousand followers like lateral vision they get have like fifty thousand followers and they'll get like a hundred likes on a post yeah. and yeah. so i don't know what instagram's doing or if the algorithms change but it's it's super frustrating you know because they want to put their foot on bi small businesses it seems they like really it, it definitely seems like that and I've talked to Jason about it before. Um, What's actually kind of funny, Steve, right before you got on, uh, Josh and I just got done talking about this, about oh, you know, really? how there's all these accounts. Yeah, there's yes. all these accounts with like 40, 50, 60,000 followers, you know, accounts that used to get a thousand plus likes or whatever per post. And now all of a sudden they're getting a hundred and it's like, dude, yeah. Instagram really is trying to shut that faucet off, man. But what I think is going to happen since Instagram's just stolen technology from every other social media pro like program, I mm -hmm. think eventually Instagram's going to try to um, create itself as a business, like an eBay or an Amazon style storefront mm -hmm. and 
I just, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, you know, with all this stuff integrated solely into Instagram, it's like they're trying to become like some mega company to where you just don't need to leave your house ever. Yeah, dude, it's wild. Like, I would spend maybe like thirty or forty dollars on a promotion. I don't know. Have you guys done that? Like any of the like sponsored ads or anything? We haven't. We, so here's the thing. At the end of the day, the truth is like since COVID started, uh, mm-hmm. all social media platforms, every one of them has lied to us. Um, everybody, uh, they've, you know, they've made false accusations towards everything. And they, they tried to feed one particular narrative to the community and to the world. Mm-hmm. And we just decided that, dude, that kind of company doesn't deserve our money. Like, yeah, yeah. we're going to use their platform to grow our brand, but they don't deserve our money and we're not going to pay them. We're, we're I'll not t- paying. I'll tell you, like, maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, I could put like $30 into a sponsored ad and generate probably eight to 10 sales in a yeah. night. And so I was doing really well. Now they want more money to reach the same amount of people. And then you start to notice now, I feel like if I've done that lately, it's all bots. Every single account that starts like following and I'll click the insights to see how well it's doing. And I'm getting no website clicks. I get like, you know, like today I had got a follower from some girl with like, yeah giant giant boobs and she's like dm me for whatever and she has zero and i'm like i report it and block it but i'm like man why am i getting all these bots but i think they're just scamming money at this point any way they can which sucks because that's what most of our businesses rely on you know oh yeah yeah. online businesses i I wish what i want to see is like if you were able to look at your insights i want to see you know percentages of like around the world where who's seeing this like if 90 percent of the content we're posting is only being seen in sri lanka there's a problem yeah now if you sponsor a post you can choose where you want that ad seen the most like i'll choose like texas for all the bass fishing states i pick um but i'm not getting any engagements anything it's like so I really had to take a step back this year and be like, I'm done sponsoring ads. I'm just going to build up enough inventory this year so I can start having my own uh, like portable shop. Like I want to get like an old trailer and build like a portable ATW shop, you know? That's the dream. That and is the way. Because I, I honestly miss – talking to people and it's like i want to know the people that are buying my stuff like it sucks sometimes that you just get a a sale and i'm never hear from that person again or see them or they they put an order in it's like i miss when you would buy something and get a chat with somebody and dude the merch table talks yeah dude those those like those those merch table conversations like shaped my life in a way you know what i mean like you meet the merch guy and like you just shoot the shit with him and it's like dude you know the band like that's so cool yeah and it makes you like the the band or company or whatever a lot more when you meet the person they're really humble and down to earth and it's and they align with your views and they're you know they're people yeah exactly and 
I don't know. Some of the things that like bother me about fishing lately is just, I feel like, like, I love that shirt you guys put out the, it was a dink city. Dink city. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was so cool. Cause it's like, I'm get tired of like everybody just going out and like trying to show their biggest bass and throw giant swim baits. And I like miss dudes that just throw like a Cinco or like dudes that just are fishing ponds just for fishing. just to fish. Just yeah, go yeah, fishing to have fun, man. Shut up and like, go fishing. <laughs> like, don't worry about the size of the fish. Don't yep. worry about how many likes you're going to get on social media. Just go fishing to have fun and relax. Like yeah. go fishing to escape everything. Like the world's loud enough right now, man. Like I, I don't like <laughs> the news media and everything like that. It's just so loud. Like shut it off, shut it off and get it's in a- nature and just, and it's a bummer, man. Like I, cause I remember when I first got into fishing, I would say it was maybe, I haven't been fishing very long. Like my dad, my, most of my family has been bass fishing for a long time, but like, it didn't really interest me. I was wanting to just play music and, and hang out with my friends, you know, you know, like hardcore lifestyle, like, Oh yeah. Just and fishing. You don't really have time for that when you're going to shows all the time. And, but I would say probably when I was like 23, I started fishing and I wanted to stop playing music instantly. Cause really? I was, yeah, there were, we played a, you know, that fest in Cleveland summer of hate. Yeah. Um, we played that and I had a tournament on a Sunday. We played that Saturday. I drove straight from Cleveland back to Indiana to meet up with my dad and then we fished a tournament all day. So I drove straight from playing, then fishing. It's like after a few times of that I'm like, man, I don't want to play music anymore. I just want to fish. And you could do both. You could do both. You could just bring your gear, you know, if you ever do any kind of you know touring stuff ever again. You know, that's like that's that's kind of the dream. Oh, it would be rad like to be able to but it's now for me like on my vacation and weekends off, it's like, I just want to hook my boat up and go fish like a new body of water, you know? Yep. Even, yeah. even tournaments, I kind of got burnt out on. Cause yeah. a lot of, you know, I have like an old tracker with probably my fish finder is probably from like 1990, maybe even older. I just use it it's for depth, depth. Yeah. and water temperature. Like yep. there's, and I don't even know if that works half the time. That's, that's where I'm at. Um, but then you get out there and it's like, these guys have all this money put into their boats and, and just to win $200. Yeah. What the hell, man? It's insane. (laughs) Show up with your $80,000 boat and go against every John boat in the lake. You really are a big man. (laughs) Going crazy, dude. That's it. It'll burn you out quick. Um, yeah. Tournaments will. And it's like, you catch, especially if you're doing like a club and you have to keep putting weight towards your overall weights. Like I have two keepers. I know I'm not going to win, but I need to put yep, some. Yes, you have to weigh them in. And I I just got burned out on that. So this year I'm just doing above the water and just fishing, trying to find new bodies of water Dude, go, every weekend. Go fish and promote your company. That's, that's kind of yeah. like where we want to be at. Like we want to be at that point where it's like, like anytime I fish tournaments, I'm I'm always throwing something dark horse tackle related. Yeah. And you know, whether I catch the fish on it 
something that's Dark Horse Tackle related, I'll tell you it's something Dark Horse Tackle related just so you get that bug in your head and you're like, man, he caught that on a Jaboom Beaver Balls. Like, mm-hmm. I got to ch- I gotta see what that is. I got to see what that is. You know, hopefully generate a sale for them and hopefully they come to Dark Horse Tackle and 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 purchase something that way because the fishing community i mean that those tournament guys dude i mean look at firecrawl look at firecrawl i mean firecrawl won one tournament in mm-hmm. spring last year and everybody and their mom had to have something that was red and orange. Yeah. so you know if if you could create that kind of superstition you can easily you know succeed some way or another oh for sure and it it was rad. So my cousin, uh, he's starting like a little bait company. It's called Blow Up Baits, or where it's they haven't put anything out yet. Um, and they're making like these soft plastic floating top oilers. They're really cool. Like they have a like a split tail, that looks like a shad, and then they have this other thing that looks like a smaller shad. It kind of looks like a tampon, honestly, but. <laughs> We were out in Texas and my cousin smashed almost 11 pounder on it. It's like, oh, it's really rad to see like these small companies and like Dark Horse Tackle and, you know, their stuff that they're making. It's like to see a huge fish come off that. It's like, man, yeah. if you got on social media, the only way you would think that you could catch a 10 pounder is if you're throwing a giant swim bait, you know? Yeah. That, those right. those tactics – Sorry, Steve. That's the reason why we do what we do, man. That's the reason that whole Dink City t-shirt was brought to life. And that's the reason why the Dink City fishing tournament, not sure if you're aware of that, was brought to life. It's 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 to celebrate the small fish, man. Celebrate the small fish. Don't take fishing so seriously. Like fishing never used to be this glorified money pit of a sport. Like fishing when I when I grew up was like seemed to be like a redneck thing that you know yeah. you you could be broke and you could go fishing or you could have money and go fishing and nobody knew it like that's, it, that's nobody funny. cared that's the funny thing jason like so dink city like is like my like when when we came together with dink city part of my like homage to dink city is to the hardcore scene and like just that brutal masculinity of just like, you know, those relentless dudes that are always talking about how they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And they're, you know, Oh, when this happens, this is going to happen. You know, that just that bullshit tough guy energy that nobody wants to hear. Nobody nobody likes, likes nobody cares about it. You know, you got that guy that's always bragging about these fish he catches out of these farms. Oh, I, I go out and I catch eight pounders all day. That's cool, man. I just want to go have fun. Stop yeah, trying same. to shit on my fun. I just that's want to also go have fun. That's also why we do the the DHT painting competition with that these swim baits. It's because people glorify swim baits and they make them this giant thing. Like I, I get the hand carved ones. I get that. That makes sense. You know, stuff's made out of balsa. That takes a lot of time. There's a lot of work mm-hmm. and effort that goes into that. And I'm not going to discourage anybody that makes baits or or talk bad about anybody that makes baits because at the end of the day, those guys are people's champs. But what I'm going to say is like people act like swim baits are just this like holier than now thing. (laughs) So Josh and I are like, you know what, dude, we have the best painters in the world, like painting baits for us. 
We're going to send them blanks. We're going to send them swim bait blanks, and we're going to give them away. We're not even yeah. going to sell them. We're not putting <laughs> them in a box. We're going to give them away to people so that they can all have these holier-than-thou baits. And, you know, now nobody's paying for swim baits. Yeah. And it, it looks, you know, it does look cool when you see a dude with like a six, seven pounder with a giant swim bait hanging off the side of its mouth. And when I first started seeing that like working class zero dude, I saw one of his videos. I'm like, man, that's so sick. But I feel like there's almost like an elitist type attitude towards those guys that only throw swim baits versus like the guys that just throw, you know, worms poppers like whatever like spinnerbait you know all that stuff like they almost look down i've gotten that vibe sometimes you know yeah all the time it, dude it's like those okay so there's a lot of parallels to like the hardcore scene punk scene music scene with fishing and that working class zero vibe i'm gonna say it and if there's like people that are like we're you know world class zero simps and like you know if if you're gonna be out here you know worshiping oliver win that's mm-hmm. fine. But like they remind me of those dudes who like they weren't about that. Like, you know how like that type of genre of music's more or less like a lifestyle and like a brotherhood than it is the yeah. actual quality of music. I mean, that's why these bands have lasted 20 years and they still sound like shit, but mm-hmm. the songs still resonate well. Like it reminds me of those guys that are like, you know, they've got sixty eight hundred dollars in orange amps and the highest quality production value and they like, you know, they're just poo pooing on the guys who are just like, <laughs> let's just, let's just sound like a garage band the whole time and yeah, just and see how far we can get. It's like, I am from the Midwest, you know? So like when I, I've seen a couple of guys post like, uh, like hillbilly stuff and this and that. And it's like, man, most of my family are hillbillies. Most like, of my just, family. Yeah. I grew up doing this. Yeah. Like, it's like the type of culture, like snooty, stuck up, like yeah, rich guys. It's like, man, that's and that's the thing with above the water is like I, I mean, obviously we all want to be successful, but I also don't want to shed morals, and I also don't want to hurt fishing. I want my company to be something that maybe draws people into that old school style fishing but with like a new generation you know yeah. outlook on it and yeah absolutely i don't ever want to be elitist because somebody's throwing like like i've seen so many guys like ah this bait sucks that bait sucks like and i'm like why does it suck if it if someone's having fun using it what makes it suck you know i'll tell you and, what makes it suck it's made in china i'll tell you is when you're throwing a biospawn tube and you're acting like it's the greatest bait ever made and realistically it's just a tube that is made by biospawn and you act like it's the greatest thing ever made i know i repeated myself on that do you want me to do you want me to tell you what makes it suck it's just the people it's just when a company comes out with that bait it's new to the company, but it's not a new bait. And they're just like, you've got to try this new bait. It's the greatest thing ever made. And it's like, shut up, dude. It's we, found the, like, we found this mold in a basement from yeah, 1960 yeah. and we brought it back to life. Yeah, it didn't like, work then and it's not going to work now, but it's a give brand us your new money. bait. Give right. us dude, your it's, money. Honestly, it's hard for me to like, like with a lot of these newer companies that are coming out, it's 
it's hard for me to go out and buy that type of stuff. Like a lot of, especially with Instagram, it's like you can find so many local, like yep. that Jay Corwin dude. Have you guys, have you yep. guys seen him? Oh, yep. talk to him. Yep. Dude. And his stuff is so sick. And like, he shows this whole process. It's like, man, I would rather give that dude my money than like some company like, that doesn't care like, about you. squad, whatever. Yeah. Like, and a lot of those, companies like i know for a fact i would not get along with a lot of those guys yeah. like the way i grew up the way the way that they promote themselves the way that they've you know really the way they big dog everybody yeah it's insane man like i've i've seen a lot of those guys from the beginning you know i'm sure you guys watched them when they were uh first starting and it's like now there are guys in that in the YouTube scene that I'm like, man, where did this ego come from? Like, yeah. you left your family, you now you're like with some chick with some. I don't let's know. Just, let's shit. just it's talk like, about man, let's just talk know. about Lunkers TV, Steve. Let's Dude, just talk. Yeah, about I can't. Him. Let's just him, talk man. about him. It sounds like you want to talk about him, so let's just do it. <laughs> he here's the thing when he when I first. I shouldn't go on this rant, dude. I hey, that's, stand that guy. Dude, but. this is all about just you know when you're in the creek and you're you're knee deep, uh -huh. and then you you hit that one little drop, and and all of a sudden the water's in PP deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, we're all about getting PP deep here, bud. You go right ahead, dude. I safe space. It's been so hard for me not to put out like a dish shirt from above the water. It's on tough, them, dude. It's and, tough. Like, um, but you know, like John B. Like Perrick, all those guys, they when they start off, I'm like, man, this is really cool. Like, yeah, they're giving, they're showing that you don't have to be a tournament angler to make something in fishing, you know. And then it's like the more money they made, and then uh, Lunkers TV or whatever his name is, he's this like p pudgy dude with his daughter Wait. and his wife, and it's like, do you Who's remember the pudgy when he dude? Dude, when he first started, if you go back on his YouTube videos, Lunkers TV, pudgy dude, get some money. Right. Left I mean, his wife left his wife. That's insane. Like, I don't know the story, but I mean, I don't think it's anything like if you base what his new chick looks like, I don't think it was anything wholesome why their marriage ended. Like, it probably yeah. wasn't like we just didn't see eye to eye. No, he no, it was he, like. No, I'm rich now. I'm upgrading. And it's like, gosh, dude, what a piece of shit. She, well, she probably just said that he's not allowed to go fishing. She probably locked yeah, him in I'll her room and said, I'll you're not going happened. fishing anymore. And that's, so, yeah. that's probably yeah. what happened. I think yeah, I think if I made my if I made my living through fishing and the person I was with was like, you're not going fishing anymore, I'd be like, did it's you like see job. your car? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> You know the pontoon boat we take out just because you like being on a boat and you hate bass boats? That's because of me. Yeah, well, and I don't like, think it would be a problem. She was obviously cool with him fishing a lot when they had like a young kid. And, you know, I just, I had a you kid just last had a year. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this is the hardest time. Yes. And he was like building his YouTube channel. So it's, it would be crazy for her to be like, oh, you're a multimillionaire now. No more fishing. Like, I think unless he was taking that, what's her name? Cammy or something. Cammy Cakes. 
Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> I honestly I've never heard of any of these. Oh, people. Jason, you've no got to dive. You've got to get into this drama, buddy. Well, here's, here's a problem. Here's a problem. I think that the reason I never started a YouTube channel, and actually, Steve, I do kind of want to talk so to you about this. It's so he wouldn't divorce his wife and, and because, marry an Instagram model. <laughs> because Steve actually, Steve actually is like very good at videography, so I kind of do want to talk about that for a minute. But before we talk about that, the reason I never started a YouTube channel is because I feel like the general public gives these YouTubers way too much credit for their opinion. And for some reason, if a dude gets on a video and just talks all of a sudden, you know, he's holier than thou and he knows everything. And if you watch this guy talk and you don't believe that he knows everything, you're a piece of crap. And, (laughs) uh, well, you need to get with the program because this guy has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Listen to my, Hey buddy, if you're not throwing a bio spawn fart tube, (laughs) go screw yourself. You idiot. Yeah, the tube's been around for 40 years, but this one is genetically modified to get the bass to bite. Blow it out your ass. So and it, Steve, it sucks because it's like those guys used to give quality information too. Yes. Like they weren't biased. And now it's like they're 100% biased on their own stuff. It's like you can't trust. That was one thing I really liked about them. I'm like, man, they're throwing similar stuff that I'm throwing and giving genuine reviews on it versus like if i go watch like a mike iconelli video he's obviously going to promote his stuff you know yeah and it's like i i like i like you know mike iconelli i like all those guys but i also understand why they're doing what they're doing they're promoting their stuff because they're a part of it and with those Guggen Squad guys back in the day, man, you could get some solid pointers from them, especially like uh, that John B. Duty fish, fish inch, like our area, you know, yep. same like fishing Midwest or whatever. So it was one of the first guys I found looking up YouTube videos to learn how to fish in the area, you know. <clears throat> but what were you going to say, Jason? So, Steve, how did you get into videography? Because you're pretty good at it, man. You do a really good job. So it's me and my buddy josh uh he when because if you see like a lot of videos like if i'm in them he's usually filming and uh he basically started filming you know back in the day when we were playing shows and stuff like that he was always filming he used to annoy me so bad like dude please put the camera down and now i'm like hey let's film something like let's go do a promo let's do this do that and so i've been taking some lessons with him too over the last little bit. And uh, because, but it's hard for me because when I'm out on the boat, I don't want to film. Like I want to fish, you know? So he, uh, he basically just bought a camera that he had watched some reviews on over YouTube. And then now me and him are filming together and stuff. It's the editing is super annoying and Obviously, like the weather, like if it's a super bright day, it's hard to go out and film. But I have like a pretty creative mind. So when I have like an idea, like this next drop, I'm doing like a promo video of like three like cowboy looking dudes with a bunch of baits like on the table, like they're betting baits, you know? Like that one Primus video? Which one? I don't know. I don't think I I know it. I forget which one it is. I forget which one it is. Like a cowboy, like Western theme, you know. So we're gonna start filming that here pretty soon. But it, uh, 
I would say this this next design is probably closest to like the old school dad fisherman shirt, but also it has like a tattoo vibe to it. Yeah, you know? it's still got it's still got your that's the cool thing about you is that like you come out with um designs that are consistently unique, but it's still got the same, you know, tattoo shop you know, punk scene vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. That's pretty but cool. I like you. I would love to come like out there and fish and we could do a video for you guys too. Like easy. Um let's make it happen, Steve. Yeah. Josh has sure been talking to. about it for a while. <laughs> and I don't I think you guys only live a few hours from me. What are what part of Indiana are you in? Like South Bend area. You fish like the Detroit River, don't you? No, I fish fish the St. Joe River. Not a fishing podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for putting that in there, Josh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of it. By the way, the Primus video was why known as Big Brown Beaver. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> they, they dress up like circus clowns, and I don't, re- I don't know, man. My well, Big Brown Beaver. That sound that could be a, a bait, right? Big, Big Brown Beaver. <laughs> is that Perhaps. what they're referring to? Or that, yeah, you know what they're referring to. That song is that song is all about that thing that they're referring to. It's a flipping bait. It's yeah, a flipping it's bait. Not, Obviously, it's about fishing. Released by Mystery Fart Box. Heyo. Heyo. Um, you know, and it's it's crazy too that like the mystery tackle box stuff, like oh, never, never heard, heard of them. When uh when they <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. This podcast is presented by Dark Horse Tackle. And <laughs> it's so tight to see you guys like fighting uphill against a company like that. You know, it's it's really cool, man. Like I I love seeing guys go at it with these bigger companies. Well, really bro, cool. like I, I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Um, and like these small businesses are just everything. Yeah. Like these yeah. guys literally poured their blood, sweat, tears, and their entire life savings um into creating a mold, <laughs> like yep. to just be different. Like yeah. into cre- into their packaging and their branding. And like, dude, the amount of time and effort that these companies put into their stuff to go basically unnoticed, like in a, at a large scale by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I noticed that that was a giant problem, uh, when I used to have a larger, uh, social media following than I do now, mm-hmm. um, which I don't care about anymore at, at this point. I really don't. The only reason I wish I kind of had that back was just so that I could better support these small businesses. But, yeah. um, when I did have a larger following, I, that's all I was doing anyway. I, you got a lot of people who are running around looking for promo codes and things like that. And, Dude, I was messaging people with like 200 followers that Shout just made reckless jigs. jigs. Reckless Jigs, no longer in business. He had like 200 followers. I'm like, dude, you're a military veteran. You have you make great looking jigs. I was like, I'm going to buy some from you. And I'm just going to talk about your jigs. And that's, yeah. that's all I did. I made it my job, you know, for a 5% discount. Like the Who dude's that like, that guy? Oh, that was uh, Jay's Custom Baits. I believe. Are they still in business? His name was Jason. No, he is not in business. I've looked. Uh, but that's that's all I did, man. Like you got all these giant mass corporation conglomerate companies that you can send them a DM and they'll never respond to you. You oh, can send no. them an email, send them an email, tell them that hey man, this uh this hook on this bait broke, and they're they're not gonna care. No. They don't care. They'll we tell care. you right 
they won't even tell you where to go to buy a new one. But and I've you know, seen it in the comments them not caring. Like, <laughs> they, like someone will comment on like you can tell those shitty when, clout comments. Those shitty yeah, clout dude, comments. Yeah, it's insane. And but they don't care. You know, they're making money either way. But you know, companies like ours, every complaint, every time someone complains, like I've had people order shirts and be like, "Hey, this shirt, I ordered the wrong size." How do, how do I ship it back? Just keep it and I'll send you another one. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll eat it. Like, and it's fine for me. Like I, I work, you know, four to three thirty every day, about 60 hours a week in a shithole factory. Like we make cabinets for RVs and it's super dusty in there. And it's like, it's, it's the worst, but I'm at a point where I've been there so long where I make really good money and I'm able to just keep dumping money into myself, you know? And I, yeah. I told my cousin, cause he's, they're about to start their baits probably in the next year or so. Um, they're about to start putting them out. And I told him, I said, the best advice that I can give you is always bet on yourself. Never like, whenever you feel at your lowest point, cause there's been times where I, I put stuff out and it doesn't sell well. And I'm like, am I just dumping money down the drain? Like, is, is this worth it? Like I could just stop and stop dealing with social media, stop dealing with all this stuff. And it's like, but then I look at the other side of the coin. I'm like, so then all I have to bet on myself is just going to work every day. Yep. And I, I just, I can't do it. You know? Yeah, okay. I have to keep putting money on myself. That's a driver, I'm, man. I'm in that same spot, buddy. I, I've got a day job that I, <laughs> I hate it. I, yeah. I absolutely, it just drives me nuts. It puts me in a bad mood. And honestly, like, I, it's amazing that I don't come home in a bad mood every day. You know, I've yeah. got a, I've got a great family. Uh, I've got the best wife and the best kids, and they're the reason I come home in a good mood. Same. Um, if not for them, if not for them, I, I would hate to see what my extracurricular activities outside of work would be. Um, <laughs> so, 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 dude, I totally get it. I come home, I go to the garage. Uh, you know, we're renting a garage inside of an apartment complex that we took the we took the wall down because we're getting successful now. Um, yep. Not somewhat. to mention, not to mention all the distribution centers we have. The, the yeah. weird thing. Steve is, I don't know if anybody's ever like emailed you and um, acted like you were like a corporate company. Dude, like, all the time. People right? are like, right? it's, it's insane. I'm like, I'm literally running this out of my basement. I'm like, <laughs> someone messaged me and they're like, hey, uh, they said, uh, do you have a store, a location in Fort Wayne, Indiana? I'm going to be there this weekend. I'd like to pick up a shirt. I'm like, dude. I run this out of my. I'll give basement. you my address. Yeah, it's like, do you want to come to my house yeah. where where I live? That's, that's happened to us so many times. Like people are like, I tried to call your customer service manager, and it's like, no, you for one, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Did not say that. My my phone number is the only phone number attached to Dark Horse Tackle. Dude, so unless you tried to call mine me. for for above the water, and there's been times where like I had someone call them my personal number, you know, and I'm answering like. Uh, hello, like a, <laughs> some random number. I don't know. Like you sound like an idiot, like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. and 
hey, I was just wondering if you guys had this in stock. I'm like, oh, man, yeah, for sure. Like, then I had changed my tone, you know, but I answer it like an asshole. And I'm like, oh, my bad. I forgot that I have a business connected to my cell phone. Whoops. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. We actually just had a we we had a DM. Actually, no, it was an email about a week ago where the guy's like, I I just wanted to know where your nearest warehouse was to to my address here in Virginia. And it's like, dude. Ohio. No, we don't have a warehouse. Like, do you understand? <laughs> We're in two garages out here in an apartment complex, and they're fifty now, bucks a that, month. Does that stuff get you hyped though a little bit when people think like that your company is like this it's giant double-edged. thing? It's double edged because yeah. the reason why I was so headstrong into going into this with Jason is because I didn't necessarily grow up in a small town, but I grew up in a town that had nothing but small businesses at one point, And now mm. everything is in Arby's. Like it's, it's just one of those things. Like there used to be a small grocery store. There used to be multiple small grocery stores. Now it's giant Eagle Meyer Kroger. And you know, there used to be small places you could eat at for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, they'd have hours that were six 30 to two 30. And if you wanted to go get lunch, there's a place that's open from 10 to five. Mm-hmm. And now it's all, you know, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, all that shit. And like, do I want to, do I ever want to get to the, that point? Probably not. If, if Jason and I, and like people that are really close to Jason and I can't figure it out, like, dude, that type of corporate vibe. Like I, I, I've been a part of that my entire life. I don't know if I want to be part of it. Oh, same. It's like, if I could make enough money just to live comfortably. And if it ever got to a point, like right now I've been, whatever money I've been making, I've been putting off to the side to try to get like my own screen printing stuff. Yeah. So I can start printing my stuff myself, you know, but if I ever got to a point where I had like a successful screen printing or clothing company, it, I don't think I could run it like a big business. You know, I would want everybody to make good pay. Yeah. What I'm making, you know, like if I'm bringing someone on, it's like, I would want to pay them what i'm making that's, if that's i'm living really comfortably yeah. you know i think that and, same way like okay so yeah, ideally for me i'd love to have like 20 employees total like max yeah. but if, like keep it if, if at all yeah keep it keep and it give a them good family. lives you know right exactly. exactly and if i can't you know if if i can't if i can't support myself on what dark horse tackle is paying us to run this podcast mm-hmm. then like I can't bring somebody on to edit the audio, yeah. but I'm sure if the guys at dark horse tackle couldn't, you know, pay enough money for rent and still had to work jobs, we wouldn't be able to pay somebody to pack boxes. But see oh, our pay, sure. our pay from dark horse tackle mostly consists of like fighter jets and Apache helicopters and like B2 bombers yep, and like Ford yep. Raptors and things like that, that dark we horse have, tackle can write off as a business expense. Yep, we yeah. have a fleet of we have a fleet of Ford Raptors, and what we do yeah. is like we we do this thing like we have like these these like dudes day out type days where we go to the salon, we get our hair frosted, tipped, um, <laughs> shave our heads, and then just spike it up, and we just drive our Raptors like really recklessly. And anybody that has a problem with it, we try to fight them. Yeah, like, <laughs> like well, you oh, you got a car. problem with you got a problem with me driving? We also make sure that we have like our giant swim yeah, baits right. hanging. Make sure yeah, we have and our the giant... guy, dude. I'm sorry, I completely stupid. Yeah, we <laughs> have bait. our we always have our giant swim baits hanging out of the back you window. You can throw them at people. 
That's right. Absolutely. Dude, those are almost, Rockets. I mean, realistically, I think, you know, I think like if, if I'm driving, you know, home from like Jason's house and I've got, you know, I've got a couple of our competition swim baits in my truck and somebody like pulls a gun on me, like, dude, I've got 19 ninja stars in my truck. You don't, <laughs> I promise. I pro- you're going to wish you shot me. You're going to wish because this shit's going to hurt. If somebody hit me with the ninja star, I would be so scared. <laughs> I would be, I would what be about like, a swim bait? Like if he just threw like an eight inch swim bait at you and it just stuck to your face. Stuck. It got stuck to your chin and your neck and you're just like, well, I can't move. I would be terrified. I would be right? like, this dude has nothing to lose. He just threw an $800 swim bait at my nothing neck. to lose. Our swim baits are priceless, too. That's the thing. You can't, you can't yeah. put price on them. So it's custom it's painted like, in America dude, by a small business. Dude, here's the thing. Okay, guys. So did you hear about, like, obviously, you know, like a lot of businesses, like, launder money through art. Mm-hmm. We should we should do that with Dark Horse Tackle. We should say that these we should say that these swim baits are worth like thousands of dollars and consider them a tax write off. Oh, dude. We should. I I just dealt with all the tax stuff this year. I had to file amendments and all this stuff. I don't want to like say all the stuff that I had to do, but man, it was a nightmare. And like I honestly, it. I almost was like I can't do this anymore. I can't <laughs> run a business. The government with the how just giant it is with its foot on my back constantly. I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. You made but, a dollar. Give us four. Yeah. I hired an accountant and he actually got me money back this year, which is really? the first time I've gotten money back. Yeah. Um, yeah. CPA shot. man. Get yeah, you a good well, CPA. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Now here's something I want to ask you guys. Do you guys get a lot of DMS asking how do they join the Dark Horse Tackle team? Yes. Oh, yeah. This, All the, thank every you. Day. God damn every, it. Thank you. Now, this is what we want to talk about. Okay. Now, my first response is almost all – my, my, the way my brain works is shitty thought and yep. then – Then a cleaner response. One. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, okay, you could order something. That would help be part of the team. So I, in May, I'm going to do an online tournament. It's called the Big Bash Shootout. So it's like go with the Western theme. And like I'm going to take 16 anglers and have each one, one versus one that week. Whoever has the – probably the longest fish because I think that's probably the easiest for like an online yeah. style tournament. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the next round. And so it'll be one v one. They'll have seven days to try to out catch the other person, and then winner. I'm gonna give them a year sponsorship to Above the Water, even if it's some guy with like twenty followers. Like yeah. I don't care if you earn uh, it. That's cool. Yeah, I want people to earn it. You know. Yeah. And so I'll I'll have them probably the whole month of May, maybe into June. It'll be. Uh, I'll probably start doing it that way because it's enter. like. Yeah, I'll I'll let you guys know. Um, I probably will be posting it here in the beginning of May. Uh, but it's I'm like, man, I appreciate people hitting me up and you know thinking it's cool and wanting to be a part of it. But from my experience in sponsoring people, you if you don't like like I have a couple people that I sponsor right now, sure and. I, I just genuinely like them, yeah. uh, 
but it generates no sales. Yep. Right. And I can, I can see through like Shopify that it generates zero sales yeah. because I, they have discount codes and it will show me what sales are being made with that discount code zero. And yeah. so I kind of have backed off on sponsoring people and I just want to do the competition. Whoever wins will be part of the team. And if they promote it, if not, I don't care. Like I just want people to fish and have fun. And if the winner gets some benefit out of it, then cool. But That's, yeah. So what's having, that sponsorship going to look like, Steve? Uh, it'll be a year supply of whatever I drop. Um, a year supply of above the water, everything that comes out and whatever, if I have sizes from the past stuff, uh, they'll get hooked up with that too. And then I'm doing like, uh, you'll get a trophy, this cowboy riding a bass trophy, uh, 250 in cash. And then like 250 in like tackle get like gift cards and stuff. So it's like 500 in, in prizes and then the trophy. And then the sponsorship. Hey, we should talk Dude, to the I guys at Dark Horse Tackle, see if they could throw in a free box. Yeah, we could probably do that. You know, I'll buy one. Because buy one. no, we could just I, throw it together, man. Nah, I'll talk to them. I'm gonna buy one for them. Okay, uh, talk to them. Go ahead and talk to them. They're kind so, of assholes, uh, but hey, go ahead and talk so to them. So Steve, about this whole pro staff thing and about them reaching out to us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's let's let's talk about this for a second. It's, okay. it's, uh, First of all. Josh and I decided when we decided to uh, make Dark Horse Tackle a thing, we decided to clean house with the pre-existing pro staff. How'd that go, Jason? <laughs> we cleaned about 32 out of 35 people out. How'd that go? Got rid of them. Were they pissed? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, they, dude. They weren't happy. Dude, people but, were guys. leaving like voluntarily because we were talking. Well, so here's the thing. We were talking, you know, we were like, man, we have a decent pro staff and I like at the time I was the only one who had a computer and we mm -hmm. had just gotten like access to everything. So I'm going through and I'm looking like looking at pro staffs, just, you know, like really excited, like really ignorantly excited and <laughs> being like, being like, Oh man, these guys must like buy stuff from us all the time. And I look it up and like 90% of the pro staff had never bought anything and they were getting everything for free. They were never subscribed never just, and I'm like, like, oh, God. I'm like, Jason, we got to tell these people they need to buy something. So we did. We were like, hey, um, you guys are all like pro staff, and you don't really promote. Um, yeah. And you guys are constantly, like, showing us fish you catch with, like, you know, strike queen baits and, and, and the goofy squad baits. And, <laughs> like, it would piss me off. And I'm like, dude, why are these guys – like sending pictures of fish that they caught on these baits in this group. And I would like comment and be like, eh, it'd be a lot cooler if you caught it on like a, you know, like a Jay Corwin. <laughs> yeah. Like something that you guys, something that we put in our box. Put out. Yeah. So Josh and I texted each other. And we're like, <laughs> you know what? Let's both go in here and let's just start removing people. And so we did, man. Removed, 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 removed. It just said, you know, so and so left the group. It was like thirty of them. And then, like and the couple, of, the couple oh, of guys, the couple of guys that were left were like, "We can't believe you made that guy leave." And it's like, you listen here, buddy. You you never even bought anything from us. You're next. You're next, out, next, yeah. next. dude. We got rid of all of them. But, um, but I don't even think. 
I don't even think any of them are left. No, it's not worth it. So from that point forward, from that point forward, we decided to build a pro staff that consisted of, you know, one people being subscribed for a minimum of three months to the Mm -hmm. weekend warrior box, which is our number one selling product or I'm sorry, dark horse tackles, number one selling product. Um, the Weekend oh, no. Warrior Box must be subscribed for a minimum of three months. If you're not, then we don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. So I essentially just tell everybody, look, thanks for reaching out. Um, unfortunately, you don't meet the criteria because you must be subscribed for three months. Most of the time, they don't respond. Sometimes they're like, okay, cool, I'll subscribe. And then they they don't, and they never do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like the one or two people will subscribe and be subscribed for three months. And then when three months is up, they're like, Hey, loved everything that came in this box. Still want to join the team. And then we just add them periodically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we've been realizing lately is that, I mean, it's just like, sometimes it's like babysitting. Like sometimes there's people in our pro staff family where they're like, they just still don't post anything. And yeah. I don't think it's a knock it. I don't think it's a knock at all on dark horse tackle. I think it's just a testament to, you know, all the crap that social media has been putting on people lately. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people don't care about social media anymore. And a lot of people oh, are leaving so social media. And so because all these people are leaving social media, these guys don't care to post. So they're still getting a discount, but they're not holding up their end of the deal here. And it's like, man, there's like three or four people in our pro staff that really do put in a lot of work and a lot of time. And we're like, you know what? Maybe... Maybe those are the three or four people that we make like actual ambassadors of Dark Horse Tackle. The guys that were like, you know what? You've been doing your job. You've been doing. You get a free box. You get a free box. You you get get a free box. Like (laughs) these three or four people. Like, I think I'm going to eventually just cancel all of their subscriptions and just send them a box every month. As long as they continue to do the work that they've been doing. Um, and then still just add people periodically after they've been subscribed for three months. But dude, that's a lot of work and we don't ever see anybody subscribe using these promo codes for these guys either. Yeah. Don't I work. mean, it, it, nobody, it doesn't, I mean, if people, if people buy it, they're coming to buy it. Not they're coming to buy it because of your work, not the work that your people that you sponsor have put in most of the time, you know? Yeah. Right. Unless you have visit. some, some YouTuber with 10 million subscribers. Like even then, you know, I have that that SB fishing dude. He promotes I, above the I water. I always liked his content. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. And I get like he'll post something. And I remember when I first messaged him, I'm like, oh, this pr- is a long shot, you know. And he messaged back right away and was like, Yeah, man, that would be awesome. I don't get any sales really from yeah. that. And That's so tough. it's because you will always promote your company the best because you love it more than anybody else. That's what I told Jason. Like last week, I was like, there is nothing that our customers will do that we haven't done and that we can't do, but it's not going to stop us. It's not going to stop us from like having faith in our customers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's the best way to promote is through the people that purchase your product. I mean, like, dude, I've gone to shows with the broken rods and breaking rods and losing lure shirts. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been to like two or three shows and people are like, where'd you get that shirt? And they're oh, like, really? I like, they're like, I like fishing. Yeah. The, the West side of Columbus, the West side of Columbus loves two things, hardcore and catfishing. Um, <laughs> and you can see the kind of crowd that I'm talking about. A little yeah. rowdy, a little bit of a rowdy group, you know? <laughs> and uh, 
I, I've worn that shirt a few times, you know, and like people are like, dude, that's a badass shirt. And I'm like, hey, it's above the water. Like, like, here's my Instagram. You can like tell Steve that like I, I told you to buy it. Like, at least like, you know, pay some kind of homage to it, you know, like just yeah, you know, I, it's I've it's you know, I I really hope this year, you know, now that all the COVID and everything is like it disappeared or whatever happened for now until they come out with something better just wait (laughs) but it's coming in in june i think we should like link up and we'll film film some stuff i'll bring my buddy we'll bring cameras and we'll make some like collaboration videos because i think dude the midwest there's a lot of really cool stuff happening absolutely in our area and it's like those west coast guys i think they're so successful because they push each other you know Right. And it, it's like a big group out there, man. Yeah, and I like, think that's, and I, you've got you've got something out to do there. That. Absolutely. If, and if I, we I, don't support each other, like as small businesses, um, and you know, unless some guy like comes out with a t-shirt design that's called like on top of the water, and it's literally uh-huh. what you're doing, you know, don't support that guy. That guy can go fuck himself. But like, if big if, f bomb. Yeah, shout out to Spotify for completely demonetizing this from Dark Horse Tech. We're gonna, feel <laughs> this but like, we're not gonna get anywhere without you know at least having each other's backs and just like you know, yeah. trying to like support each other. That's all Jason and I want to do. That's all we want. I do. I think for sure we need more collaborations in this area, like us at even meetups getting together and just yeah. going out and creating stuff. So I think, um. Uh, this year we should try to do that and maybe get Will from Pond Hot Boys and and I'm down log jam fishing. Just, yeah, you, yeah. Have just, you seen the log jam boys? We uh-uh. love those guys. Oh, dude, check out log check jam fishing. Out. Yep, I mean, I'm gonna write it down. Log Jason jams. and I are doing a creek cleanup with those guys. Log Here, jams from Indiana. Log jam. Aren't they? Yep, they're from Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, the in, there's a lot of um the Smalley Talk podcast is really yep. cool podcast, and then uh. I forget the name of their clothing company, but they're they're putting out some cool stuff like that. A Keegan, uh, yeah, a Keegan. Yep. A Keegan. They're, they're, that little challenge they're doing is really cool, dude. Yeah. One of our buddies is winning that by a oh, long really? shot. Ryan yeah. Dahl. Ryan Dahl is <laughs> absolutely dirt napping that competition, dude. This guy he works from like he works from like two a.m. to like three p.m. every day. And, mm-hmm. and like fishes for like a half hour and catches like four 20 inch smallmouth and then just calls it a day. <laughs> just at the river, too, man. He's like at, at the river. Like it's insane. Wow. He's Ryan nuts. Dahl is an absolute freaking hammer, dude. I got to ask you, Steve. Yeah, what's up? When you came out with the shirt that I'm wearing, mm-hmm. the fishing is not a crime shirt. Uh huh. There has never been a shirt in my life that has spoken to me more. Because I've I've told Jason, skateboarders, punk kids, and fishing Mm -hmm. are the threesome that's made in hell. It it is. Oh, you get you're hated, dude. By yes, regular people. Just you're just existing, and people are like, I hate you, dude. I literally made that shirt. I I went home, or I want to know why. I took a vacation day to go fish and I'm out fishing 
and I didn't don't hit anything. I'm just on my boat on the river. And this lady, she comes out and she goes, are you a loser? And I go, I didn't, I was like, wait, what? And she goes, look at you tattoos, no job. Just dude. She was so mad. And she goes, my goodness, gosh, why don't you go get a job loser? And I'm like, what? Yeah, dude, it was wild. And in my head, I'm like, cause I don't, when I like, I don't want to go off on anybody. Like I really, really, I spent a lot of my younger years fighting and doing just dumb shit. So it's like, for me as an adult, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a shirt with this lady on it and I'm going to just make some money off of her. I'm going to take this, this stupid lady and put her on a t-shirt and make some money off of it. So I hit my, my buddy, Jacob, he's an art teacher. Uh, he did that design for me. And I was like, I just want this sweaty looking gross lady. And then the reflection of the sunglasses, I want me fishing, you know, and then her yelling, get a job loser. (laughs) That's my entire adolescence, man. Like wrapped up like this, you dropped that shirt and like, it was almost like it was meant for me to buy it. Like, <laughs> like it was like an emotional purchase. Um, really? That's awesome. Yes. Man. Like my entire life, dude, I had been hazed by the police. You know, I would, I was telling Jason earlier, I'm like, you know, I'd ride my skateboard to like ponds and they'd be like, Oh, you're skateboarding too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm also doing meth and murdering people. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like come the, on, dude. The things that I could be doing in this. Yeah. Thing. And I'm just fishing and like, I'm riding I'm a skateboard down fishing. to the pond. Right? You were Satan's spawn, Josh. 100 <laughs> percent And you know. We were it's talking like, about oh, go ahead. We were talking about how the how the skateboarding community and the uh the fishing community are kind of one and the same. And like, you know, we always just get that that real nasty, just that that person that that came over it's and mean. told you that you're right, dude. Like, I don't get it. We need to have you know, like Tony Hawk on here and figure out what the hell's up with this. I have wondered why so many skateboarders fish now. I've I've wondered that, and I think it's, it's honestly it boils down to like the challenge. Yeah, you know, with with how hard fishing can be at times and how hard skating is, it's just my body can't take skating. I remember right before my daughter was born, I kind of had like this midlife crisis, like. Oh, like I was like my youth was fading and I, I felt like wild like my brain was like going in a million different directions because I've been with my wife for 12 years and we didn't think we could have kids you know and so I come home from fishing one day and she's holding up a pregnancy test and she's pregnant and I'm like that's insane like I was super hyped and then my brain started going I'm not gonna have time for anything and so I'm like I have to go start skating and like trying to cram all this stuff in, in nine months, you know? And now that I have my kid, like really not much has changed. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's been things that's like, it's made my life better, you know? But for a minute I was really scared. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like do anything anymore, but my wife is great. If you have a like strong par- partner, your life will get better if you have a kid, you know. 
Love that. Yep, absolutely. Dude, honestly, that. it's weird. The wife and I, dude, we we both had pretty troubled childhoods um, in a sense, and we did not get along. Um, we were we were at, at like the wits end with each other. And then we found out she was pregnant and we're like, okay, you know what? Like all the, all the shit of us like fighting, like that stops now. Like now we've got two kids and we've never fought in front of the kids, never even argued in front of the kids. Um, So it's crazy how kids can bring you together and like help mend any kind of relationship. It's a motivation for me to keep pushing above the water too. Cause it's like, I, want her to be a part of it you know yeah right. um but all right steve so, so let's talk favorite fishing snack okay favorite fishing snack yes, yes. um man no my i have a very sensitive stomach so maybe uh tums is my favorite <laughs> fishing <laughs> all right i'll That's write that one, one down I'll give it a review next week. I had I had eaten some breakfast before I went fishing, and I was right into the boat ramp with uh, this guy that I fish with. He owns a tattoo shop called Marvel in South Bend. He's got, like, an insane Phoenix boat. Yeah. It's, like, tricked out axe, you know. And it's pouring rain. He doesn't want to get out and show me how to strap my rods down because, like, in my boat, it's like a little rubber thing that goes over. It's very, like, just a hook and a rubber piece and i'm like it's pouring rain he doesn't want to get out get out so i thought i strapped my rods down we get to the lake six of my rods are completely gone like they blew off Mm. so which i have had i had had a full collection of those mega bass like aroshi rods all gone and we went and looked and couldn't find them so i'm like screw it let's just go fish that'll help me feel better we get out there I have to have him run me to the bathroom like three times because I all of my stress went straight to my stomach. So I would say probably my favorite fishing snack is Tums. All right. <laughs> Any particular flavor, Steve? Yeah. Uh, the I like the the multi flavor. You know the chewable ones. Okay, um, we'll give that a review it, on next week's podcast. <laughs> no, I I'll be honest with you, man. You brought up some like the way you mentioned that. So, like. I was a child of like very, very adult like mental issues. Um, Mm -hmm. I had like some of the worst anxiety, like very severe anxiety. And I had all these like coping mechanisms. So like before, before fishing tournaments, I would have to have one diet Pepsi before we left, before we left. So if the tournament started at seven 30 and like I had to be there by seven, and it was 6.59 in a 30-minute drive. I had to finish a Pepsi before I was on the road. And Diet Pepsi. On mm. the way there, I had to have a blue Gatorade. Uh-huh. And when I was there, I needed to make sure I had a certain number of, like, drinks and snacks to where it made my brain feel good. Uh-huh. And it never affected the fishing, ever, obviously. And, like, well, like... It was one of those things like my stress goes to my stomach too. And dude, it's the it's it sucks. It sucks so bad because you're just like, I'm gonna throw up. And it's like, I'm it, not gonna throw up for any particular reason. I'm just me, gonna throw up. The other side of the coin. Oh no. Like 
which is the worst to be out on the boat and like and you've seen hey, those porta boat ramp they're not funny. the whole yeah okay most of the time other than tums on my boat is probably like i'll have i like the blueberry red bull and then just like sunflower seeds i like like having sunflower seeds on the boat do you like the pickled flavored sunflower seeds oh taco i'll, I'll eat them all <laughs> josh's go. face it's the pickle flavor. <laughs> it's delicious. No, man. I'm a like I'm I'm kind of abusive now to myself. Like when I when I fish, like uh-huh. if I'm fishing and I bring snacks, like if I'm on the boat with Jason, I'm not eating or drinking until I catch a fish. Yeah, it's hard for me to want to eat. Especially I'm like if the bite gets on and I have an explosion brewing in my stomach, I'm like super bummed because like my dad's the same way. There's been so many times me and him were like, oh, you got to pull the boat over to the side and we'll run it off. <laughs> the one, one time, dude, my dad has crapped his pants so many times. On oh, the my boat. God. I shouldn't say it. Oh, <laughs> like, Damn, he's ratting me out. But, yeah, I started carrying toilet paper, and I'm like, give me a pair of your underwear. I'll keep them in my bag. So nice. if you crap your pants, you can clean up and keep fishing <laughs> it's a good thing you're married and you're not dating like imagine like dating oh. and a girl's like uh what are these men's underwear doing yeah. what, what were you getting <laughs> i told you i was cat fishing they're my dads you leave so fast yeah they're my dad no 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 they're my dads they're my dads yeah, yeah that makes it better okay dude <laughs> i'm out of here all I'm right steve Last question from from me, anyways. If you could go back in time to when you were like, eh, let's just say like 18 years old, and tell yourself that you're going to start above the water, what what is a piece of advice that you would have told yourself back then that would put you further ahead of where you are now? Something that you Uh, wish you would have known when you were about 18 years old. I wish I would have just like told myself to start it. Because even, like, I had this idea since, like, 2015, and it took me t- five years to get it going because I was scared. Yeah. I wish I could in time and tell myself, like, just take the risk, you know. Just, it's it'll be worth it. Even if it doesn't work out, it'll be worth it to bet on yourself. That's, I like that because I'm going to tell you what. I don't think if Jason and I didn't have this opportunity laid out in front of us and – like I kind of nudged Jason into the direction like of, of doing this, but if it wasn't mm-hmm. laid out in front of us, we would have probably never taken it. Yeah. It, it honestly, like from, from me, like the whole dark horse tackle thing was kind of, dude, it just seemed like destiny. Like, yep. like I told you, like I, I was working with these small businesses way before this, like dark horse tackle even existed. Um, and then that guy reached out to me. He's like, Hey, this is kind of what I want to do. What do you think? And I'm like, dude, I will promote you. Like, and so he sent me a box and it was like the worst box of all time. Uh, just absolutely trash. And I'm like, the thing is, man, like I I see what you're doing. Every single bait in here is hand painted, hand tied, wire tied, small batch custom, you know, from a small business in America. And at the end of the day, that's all I want to do is promote those small businesses. So while I think that box isn't great, I was like, I I know some guys that I've already been working with that I can link you up with. And I told him that and he's like, well, yeah, I can get those in my box. 
So he got those baits in his box from that point forward. I was like, dude, you know what? Like, I'm just going to find all these small businesses for you. And so that's what I did. Um, I, I found all these small businesses for him, got them all lined up and I worked with him, worked for him for like six months, wasn't getting paid, didn't ask to get paid, wanted no yeah. money. I just wanted the small businesses to win. Then he had a kid. He's like, dude, I'm running a full-time business already. Dark Horse Tackle was kind of just like an afterthought for me. He's like, honestly, I don't even fish. I just liked the idea. He's like, either I'm going to kill the company or you can buy it from me. Um, and so I just told I told Josh. And Josh was like, oh, you're just going to buy the company. And I'm like, no chance. I can't afford that. Josh like basically forced my hand. <laughs> He's like, no, we're going to do it together. Um we did it together, and here we are, like a year. Made a it year, a lot better. A year and a Made half a later, better. <laughs> so yeah, man, it just kind of like all fell together. But I was already working for it for free. Like I was already doing it. Like I, my heart was already in it well before the time came. So, and you know, I luckily I worked for free for six to eight months. Didn't ask to get paid or anything, and I just I was able to learn and build. And just like learn and build and learn and build and like figure out how to do all this. Um, so it just, it's kind of like destiny, man. Sometimes that kind of thing happens. Yeah. And it's like, for me, I think like, you're right. It's destiny and timing and all that stuff. Like if I was 18 back then, there would have been no way I could have figured out how to make an how online old are you story. Now? 32. 32. Okay. So oh, guys, I'm, I'm 31. I'm going to turn 30 next month and I'm yeah, not happy good. about it. No, you're good looking. You're a good looking 30 year old. I am sad. Handsome. Who's a handsome boy? Yeah. I'll be 33 in May. It, uh, in May. And when I was 18, there would have been no way to make a website so, for me. Yeah. When you were 18, you were just listening to black, my heart and just thinking that was exactly. the greatest thing to ever happen. What's that? <laughs> Casey Jones and Black My Heart. Yeah, I, dude, I'm telling you what, Jason, I know you're not going to understand any of this, and that's okay. <laughs> Still the greatest, like, one of the greatest hardcore albums ever made. Which one? Black My Heart. Oh, for sure. The lyrics now going back, I'm like, eh, but when it's. I don't know. No, songs, dude. It, it paved hard, the dude. way. It paved the <laughs> way, dude. Like, these are my friends. Like, dude, come on. That's, that's what. Yeah. You love friends more than you love your family. It's like, this is the best stuff I've ever heard. I'm going to run know? through a wall. I'm going to kill people <laughs> for my friends. Like that, that music like provoked so much like necessary, like love for like family, like learning oh, that yeah, and friends were your family. And honestly, like, I would say, like, the hardcore values for me, you know, I don't go to a lot of shows anymore and stuff like that, but the the values of how I run above the water is very I'm the same hardcore. way. I'm the same way. It's, it's very, like, cutthroat but tight-knit. Like, you know, when you're in, you're in. Um, if you're out, who are you? Yeah, like, and the DI reality and just – feeling like a constant underdog but still you know doing it i don't know it's, it's it's probably one of the greatest thing that has ever happened to me is growing up listening to hardcore 
Yeah, I you feel know, like a constant underdog, man. That's like the story of my life. Yep. And the dark horse tackle mascot, his name is Clyde, and he's a horse and he has a chain around his neck that's busting at the seams because he's just breaking out of that, you know, the Shout out to a puff of water. Was that was that where you got that idea? That's, that's exactly where I got that idea. Oh. It, Shout out to Above it, the Water. When I saw that you guys had that chain. I was like, it's so tight that they 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 they're thinking the same thing as me. Like, so I'll explain why. I'll explain why. Josh so did that chain idea. Ever since I was little, I told Jason it's either got to be barbed wire or it's got to be broken chain. Yeah. And that that comes from that, you know, that hardcore scene that comes from that. But it, it comes from deeper than that. It comes from my childhood growing up. Like I was um, like, I guess I like I grew up in that medicated generation where, you know, if if you couldn't say your ABCs without like looking at the wall and being like, that's the state of Florida. <laughs> They were like, nope, this 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 kid's got to be put under medication. And that whole breaking the chains, being surrounded by barbed wire mentality has like surrounded me my entire life. And I told Jason, I'm like, it's either got to be broken barbed wire or it's got to be broken chains. And I've always wanted like a tattoo, you know, barbed wire all the way around, baby, or, you know, or yeah. broken, broken chains. And uh-huh. it, it, you know... It's not like it's not like I was like, hey Jason, we're gonna copy above the water directly. Oh, but I was like, those broken chains resonate with me probably the same way it might, or at least similarly to Steve. Yeah, we have similar backgrounds as far as hardcore goes. It's like that's I mean, how many bands have said break the chain cycle? You know, it's a it's a really common thing in what we grew up listening to. And you know, I think it's cool to know that when you guys are like with the whole chain thing it's like i love seeing a company that i like with a similar it's like because i know i know what you're thinking when it when that chain you're not thinking hey i'm gonna bite this you're thinking what i think the deep thought you know that we're trying to break out from all this other crap and it's um it's it's rad man well dude for me like Throughout my whole life, I was told I wasn't gonna be shit. Mm-hmm. I was told I was told I was Tell never gonna, I was told I was never gonna get married. I was told I was never gonna make a woman happy. Well, that's rude. I was told okay, first that, of all, what? That is just mean. You know, who told me that my I would mom say that to somebody. Fuck my that. mom told me that every day. My mom told me that every single day. I'm she drinking said, that. She said, you're never going to be shit. You're never going to get married. You're never going to have a family. You're never going to make a woman happy. You're never going to graduate high school. And dude, I've done every single one of those things. And those breaking that chains, like I put it on the sleeve, dude, right next to the heart so that you can always remember. Like it's right there next to the heart. Yep. Break those chains, dude. We we don't do this. If you have a vision, if you have something that you want, you can do it, man. You don't stop. Just swing for the fences. Figure we it out. We don't do this shit for show. We no, sir. You know we we think we only have real ones on our podcast, Steve. So when we're you know when we're thinking about who we want to have on our podcast, we we do think about ourselves. You know, like who's somebody like us that will think not necessarily think like us, but have similar ideas to us and, and be able to understand what we're coming from. 
I get like real bad anxiety and stuff. And like when you guys hit me up, when you hit me up, Josh, I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do this, but I really like you guys a lot. So, it, and it's been easy breezy. Like I, it this is. has not been, I'm like shocked that I've, we've been disconnected, you know, this entire time. It just makes me want to go out and fish with you guys even more. Absolutely. We like that, you, we like you we too, want. buddy. That's what we want. Like we want, and you know, don't get me wrong. There was anxiety to asking on my end too. There always is. And it's, you know, it's not like fear of rejection. It's none of that, none of that stuff. It's just, you know, you always think to yourself like, oh, what am I going to talk about? And it just comes out and it happens and mm -hmm. it's fine. People are going to like it. People are going to love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, dude, we, we always, we're always like, man, are, are the listeners going to like what we're talking about? Are the listeners going to like the guests that we have on? Are the listeners going to, you know, and it's just, we always have to like reassure ourselves. Like I just constantly find ourselves like, especially me, like I, I always question what I do, but at the end of the day, if my heart tells me it's the right thing to do, man, I'm just going to do it. And if the people want to tune in, they, they want to listen to it. They're going to enjoy it. Then, then those are the kind of people we want to listen to. Yep. Like, as long, that's like that's so much fun having this conversation and yeah, it's, it's worth every minute of my time to do this because I've, thoroughly enjoyed talking to you guys and i feel like it kind of has broken that awkward where we talk but we don't really you know we don't know each other that, that well period. yeah and so i'm really excited that our fishing season has just started and we we've made this bond you know because i think this is really motivating for us to get together 100%. let's make it happen buddy let's, let's make it, it happen let's you let it. us know when steve before we go Steve, I do want yeah. to give you the opportunity to tell the listeners where they can find you. Uh, where can they buy above the water uh, apparel? How can they find you on social media, YouTube? Uh, where 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 can they find you at? It's pretty much above the water clothing, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I mean, there's some YouTube. I don't have. I pretty much just put my ads on YouTube. I don't really mess with it too much. Uh, most of the hashtags above the water clothing will pop up. Uh, you go to Josh's Instagram, you can find it. There's I wear the shirts every lot, now and then. A lot of people uh, will put hashtags on us or tag us in posts. And if you haven't heard about us yet, I mean, it's just me. I don't know why we say us. But if you haven't heard about above the water, please just go check it out leave a comment you don't have to buy anything uh but if you see it and it's something you like even just a comment of support really motivates me and keeps me going you know oh yeah and send us it if you see see us send us a dm tell us tell us why you like it whatever i mean i i like engaging with people about batting so yeah check absolutely. us out absolutely and in may We'll be doing the big bass drop. shootout. I have a drop coming out in May. Tomorrow I'm dropping the fail with honor stuff. So let's go. I guess this comes out Friday. So it'll be today at five. All right. And what do you have in that drop, Steve? T shirts, hats, what you got? The stock of the fail with honor. Uh, awesome. That sold out almost instantly. And people have been asking me to restock it for a while. So I finally 
um, decide to put it out. So today at five, it'll come out. Cool. And You're the, the basis of is all frog fishing, failing so many times and just keeping your head up and keep chucking those baits. I love it. I love it, man. Well, Steve, I appreciate you hopping on, man. It's, it's awesome that we could have you on. Cause you, I mean, this has been a podcast that I've wanted for a long time and I'm just glad it could happen. Dude, this was awesome. What awesome. you got? It was, it was a pleasure having you, Steve, buddy. Uh, we, we do need to meet up and go fishing together. Uh, right. Josh and I are always DTF. So that's right. <laughs> you let us know, gonna, then, buddy. I'll hit you up, Josh, and we'll plan something in June if that works for you guys. That works for Absolutely. Me. For all the okay. rest of you, have a great weekend. Uh, yep. Be safe out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Uh, enjoy your time on the water. Uh, catch some small fish this weekend. And, yeah. Uh, Enter them on at tourneyx.com. Just search Dink City. Uh, and maybe, Dink maybe City. I'll verify them. There we go. Maybe Love one day I'll just get on there and verify. Love Thank you, guys. You, Steve. All right, later, buddy.